Shoot Your Shot Sports presents If It Has a Score, a podcast about movies, TV, sports, and more. Now, here are your hosts, Devin Lang and Wes Skim. Hey, welcome back. Happy uh, October 26th. Almost Halloween time, almost the end of the month. This is our last episode of the month. It's Dev and Wes with If It Has a Score. Look at that weather out there. (laughs) (laughs) As always, folks. Wow. Another day of weather. (laughs) There was weather yesterday, and I'm predicting that there's going to be weather tomorrow. In fact, (laughs) dare I say it, there's going to be weather the day after, too. No way. I... mm, just saying, man. Unless the world ends <laughs> wrong or something. We, yeah, this could blow up in our face, literally. <laughs> um, but yeah, even in November. So that's the month upcoming. But yeah. for now, we got stuff going on in October. Yeah, it's time for us to finish out the month with our last episode of this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dev, you're starting with the sports news? Yeah. So... First, I'll start by saying the NFL team, the Carolina Panthers, fired their head coach, Matt Rule, and their defensive coordinator, Phil Snow, after week five. They have since traded away receiver Robbie Anderson and running back Christian McCaffrey in that order. There are also rumors that they will be trading away fellow wide receiver DJ Moore, linebacker Shaq Thomas, and defensive lineman Brian Burns. After assembling a team that was supposed to be successful and create explosive plays on both sides of the ball, the team hasn't been over 500 or 50-50 wins and losses over the last three seasons. So it didn't go well, and now they're just kind of they're just like well, blowing it up. Yeah, <laughs> it just kind of yeah threw a dynamite in and blowing it up and starting off fresh. Or something. Yeah, starting off fresh. So I don't know if you know of I mean they probably don't do any firing sales or anything like that for movies or TV shows where uh, everyone gets fired and they need to recast like well, pronto. I I don't <clears throat> I can't really think of a specific example, but I swear I've heard a story before that like Well, I mean oh, here's a a recent example that I heard about. I don't I don't have the article, so I don't mm-hmm. know if this is confirmed. But with the Mario movie coming up right now, oh, yeah. Nintendo was apparently so upset about the product at first, when like towards the beginning of the process, oh yeah, that they went they went and made their own studio and like fired a bunch of people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so or, yeah, yeah I could made, s- yeah I could see that, and it happens like <clears throat> video game studios too. They'll just go in, they'll be like, "This is so garbage." Mm-hmm. You're all fired. We're moving this to the other studio. And I think Sega's done stuff like that. So it, it does happen in the industry that they'll they'll just be like, okay, I'm done. We're not dealing with And the execs will just fire everyone. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that that's really brutal. But again, like you said, executives, if they have a vision in mind and they have a product that they want to deliver in a specific kind of way, they just give, like you said, they give everybody the axe, it's and then business, they just start yeah. fresh. Yep, it's a business at the end of the day. You hear a lot of coaches and players say that. I believe Robbie Anderson actually said that in an interview. Is before he got traded, they asked him about his coach being fired, and he kind of seemed like it. You know, his the way he was presenting in the inter- interview, he's kind of felt that a trade was coming, um, but he just kind of sitting there, blank face, was like, "It's a business. Yeah, it happens." <laughs> So that's just kind of also 
there's a lot to be said about the attitude in the locker room. It's going to take a lot for the players that are still there to kind of rally and recoup because it's not every single player and it's not every single coach. There's still some that remain. Right. They kind of have to be there to pick up the pieces. They got to pick up the pieces. You got to build a new, like, community Mm -hmm. in that locker room, in that team. New culture, yep. Yeah, with a new new culture. And and that's really difficult to to foster, especially if, like, of the people who – end up being brought on if, if they don't get along yeah so what they do for coaches that get fired in the middle of the season is you have interim head coaches and an interim in this case defensive coordinator those typically don't get fired mid-season but it's still it's somebody that was on the staff originally just yeah, taking over doing something a, else a new job yeah, yeah that um, happens at colleges too like interim directors and all that yep so yeah just thought that that was interesting that that's Already in the process of rebuilding, or I guess the tearing down part, at least. And then, um, yeah, there's there's still going to be more on to come on that. Right. Um, and then, like we said, it is October, so that means it's October baseball. So now the league championship series is being played. So we have the Phillies and the Padres facing off, and we have the Yankees and the Astros facing off. That is because the division series <clears throat> have concluded. So something interesting I'd say about playoff baseball in a like in general and then in terms of this season specifically. So the Los Angeles Dodgers, they won the most regular season games. They won 111, which is a franchise record. But they got eliminated in, in that first series that I was just talking about. So yeah. one of the best teams Probably a favorite to, yeah, no, definitely a favorite to win this World Series before the season even started on paper and then winning the most games, you would think so. But because of the way that it's set up, they only play five games in that series. And some are saying that that's either not enough games, that if it was a seven-game series, they would have won. Or some are saying that there's too many games being played and that at the end of the season, the two best teams should just automatically skip to the world series and just face off i don't know about that (laughs) so yeah i don't know if you really have a dog in this fight yeah um or not but what do you think of let's just say let me compare it to something so it's the most famous actor in a movie but they only have a role in the first 20 minutes and then their character dies off that happens and all the time, yeah. Does it really? Yeah. <laughs> happens all the time. Does it? Yeah. Wow. It's it's that star power that brings people into the seats, you know? Okay. I think what would be more of an example would be, like, the casting process. Okay. Like, let's say you have two actors. One has been acting for their whole life. They, they get, like, headline roles and everything. They've starred in a bunch of things. And another one is uh, someone who's really good for the role. You know, they played it perfectly, but they're newer talent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most of the time, they're going to go with the seasoned actor. Yes. Depending on the uh, casting director. So it's, it's really about the business side of it. What's going to bring people to seats? But, I mean, with what you're saying, it's like just fast-tracking those two people. To, it's, like, it's like if you started the audition process... And you just saw who was waiting in the line. You're like, <laughs> you two? It's between you two. Everyone else go home. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know the rest of you. 
but that's I, it. I feel like if there's ever a TV show or a movie that has that kind of casting uh, scene in there where there's people standing in line waiting to audition, I feel like that's typically how that's those always, scenes go. Yeah, they always make it look like that, but that's not the case. They it's, just walk out with their clipboards and stuff. It starts as like a, a mass like um, audition. Then they do a, a couple cuts. You usually have like a second round, like a smaller group with like more in-depth readings or uh, some other skills that they're trying to get out of you. And then it's the, the finals. So it's just like any other like interview process that you'd have. Okay. Um, just like, yeah, like career interview processes. Usually there's two interviews before you really get into the, the thick of it. So it sounds like casting and MLB playoff is set up pretty much the same way. Because it starts to build. There's the five-game series and then there's seven-game series later on. Some are saying if there's seven-game series throughout, it would be different. And that's how NBA is and some other ones. So... Just really, I mean, this is how right, it is. But I mean, you can't just have every sport play the same way. Exactly. Like that, I don't know. It's, it takes away from what makes that sport unique and what mm. makes people want to watch it. Yeah. Like, now, NFL does a lot less games, but their playoffs, they don't do any best of series. Right. With baseball, I think the main thing is that the, the suspense it draws. Because, oh, like, yeah. baseball, of all the sports that you watch, feels the longest. Oh, yeah. And it's about the same amount of time as the rest of them, but it's just because there's so much suspense and it can mm-hmm. really just go down to the wire there. Whereas like with basketball and hockey, it's like a back and forth the whole time. There's always action. It's always mm-hmm. entertaining. Uh, football, it's also kind of, it's like a, a sweet spot in, in between basketball yeah. and baseball. Yeah, good but analysis. Like, yeah. Baseball itself is it's just long and drawn out. And mm-hmm. so it makes sense that their process would be long and drawn out. The season two, yeah. Um, NHL, NBA, 82 games, MLB, well over 100 games. Right. NFL, only 17. Like it feels like <laughs> it just feels like baseball's always happening. Yeah. Like I, I remember starting the school year being like, "Yep, yeah, baseball, it's baseball season." Then like ending the school year and baseball is still happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Long, long season and so many games. I mean, they still do double headers where they play two games in one day and. Right. Yeah, um, that's why I guess in this sport, that's why the answer is the more games they play, the better that they would be. So the yeah. team that played and won the most games, if you give them a chance to play seven and win four, they probably would because it's a long stretch of a season, and throughout that long stretch, they performed the best. Right, so, and I will say like it makes sense that it's more drawn out because I think it's the least physically demanding out of the other ones because like, you're not constantly moving in baseball. I mean, if you, yeah. if you hit the ball... You're running. If you're the ball's coming in your direction, you're running to get it. But you're not always moving. You know, mm-hmm. if the ball goes in the other direction, you can just chill and watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that I hear people say, uh, mostly for NFL, because like I said, it's one and done type right. of playoff setup. So they'll say for a team that surprisingly wins, they'll be like, oh, nine times out of ten the other team would have won, but this was the one time out of 10 that the team that won would have won, the underdog, per se. But that's just a tribute to how the playoffs are set up. They only do one game, so if you're the team that shows up and wins that day, you're the team that advances and potentially goes to the Super Bowl. Not many were expecting Bengals to be in it last year, but they kept winning games. Maybe if they would have played five or seven against uh, the Chiefs last year, 
Probably wouldn't have advanced, but that's not right. how it's worked. That's yeah, how it, it works. does make it a little little more difficult in that aspect that like it's a one and done and your chances are slim at that point. But it, it I don't know, it attributes to the sport. Yep. You know? Yeah, so you you say that baseball isn't broken. If it ain't broke, don't fix yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's making money. People like it. Absolutely. Yep, that's what I got. Some NFL and MLB. All right. Time for TV film news. Um, so right at the start, we're, we're catching up on news from a couple weeks ago with the uh, lawsuits uh, against Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein. Um, so kind of like a split decision between both of them. It's, a, it's interesting. So the Harvey Weinstein, of course, was like a, the, the lawyers brought the case back up. You know, mm-hmm. they're trying to get him um, out. But the jury upheld the, the conviction. So while he was already placed, the, they were trying to uh, reduce the sentence or or have it thrown out of court or whatever after he had already like been convicted for a year. Uh, but the jury upheld it, and now he uh, is continuing that 23-year prison sentence and any other fees and stuff that he's supposed to pay. Um, so, you know, positive news there. On the other side, you have Kevin Spacey, who was found not liable in his uh, sex abuse case against Anthony Rapp. And it's it's interesting because you're seeing like both sides, like reading into the how the courtroom worked and the responses from both sides. Um, it sounds like like Anthony Rapp is grateful that his voice was able to be heard, that the jury heard the case. And they're respecting the jury's decision, but of course they're not happy with it, you know. Yeah. And um, but also like Spacey's side is saying, still saying that it's it's a wrongful uh, allegation and all of that. So I'm not sure where it will go from here. It could right. very well be that they they refile or they appeal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be that Spacey and his team file a, a countersuit against okay. rap um so i mean i think there's still more to be developed out of that but as of now the decision is that he is not liable in the case yikes what would that counter suit uh, entail per se wrongful allegation and uh, defamation yeah and, and defamation hmm. oh boy i hope it doesn't go that route we'll see i mean yeah. they could just let it lie and not make things bubble up anymore i who knows it, it really just depends on what them and their uh, PR teams decide. Yeah, I mean, it's just such a bad look. I, I don't think you should poke the bear in this situation, but I'm not in this situation, and right, um, like, even on those PR teams or anything. You'd so. think at this point you you just want to keep your head low after yeah. how, how much of an impact it's had on your career. Absolutely. Whether it was wrongful or not, like, I don't know. That's, that's kind of where a I'm diffi- at. Yeah, it's a difficult spot. For sure. And then that's stressful and traumatic for people to keep appearing in court and speaking on, on it and their their account. And so, yeah, it's just... Um, and it's still going to affect both of their careers in the future, for sure. Like yeah. any sort of suit like this does. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it happens in the sports world, too. Like, if, if someone gets a suit against them, like, that's major. And that becomes big public news. Yeah. it It just depends on... The caliber of the player, unfortunately, like you said, if 
it's somebody that is not as well known. They may have done something and then somebody else that's more well known could have done the same thing. But in terms of the media, they're not held as accountable. Obviously, within court systems and stuff, they're viewed the same. Right. But in terms of media coverage, it just depends on how famous that player is and how well-known that they are. Exactly. To where fans are kind of giving them some flack and some backlash. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But like you said, some high-caliber or well-known names. So Yeah, I think we'll only keep seeing updates on those. So we'll see... We'll see where that goes from there. That's just the update as of now. Yep. Uh, last bit of news. Tom Cruise heading to space. Like, this has been news for a little bit now, uh, but more and more keeps coming out about it. And this this film that's supposed to come out in, I believe, uh, two years. I think it's supposed to be 24 that it comes out. Okay. Uh, and the main reason, it's been talked about since 2020 that this was going to happen. And the main reason why it's starting to pick up a lot of uh, attention now is is because Universal has picked it up. They, oh, they were okay. like super interested in it, and they've picked up the the movie. And so this is like a collaboration between them and SpaceX, uh, sending Tom Cruise into space, mm-hmm. and he's going to film parts of the movie on the International Space Station and even outside of the International Space Station. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> Of any actor to do this, I think it makes the most sense that it's Tom Cruise. Yeah. Because Mission Impossible. Well, not just Mission <laughs> Impossible <laughs> or, or um, Top Gun or whatever. It's just he always is known for doing these outlandish stunts and crazy things to right. promote his films or whatever. Like whether it's he's doing stunts in the film or the promotional campaign where he's like climbing the tallest building in the world or he's advertising a movie from the wing of a plane like he's done that (laughs) jumping on the sofa in on the oprah winfrey show right that was him (laughs) probably yeah crazy stunt he's (laughs) he's just like he's that guy in hollywood and um so it, it makes sense that he would be the the first actor to be filming movies outside floating through space you know yeah uh i think it'll be cool to see uh, how how film starts to expand into into space or into new areas that they might not have filmed in before. Uh, it's really treading new new water for the the whole industry. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, just think of how many space movies that there are. I mean, throughout the history of films. I mean, all the Apollo movies. There's different type of sci-fi movies and interstellar yeah interstellar uh mars what was the one with matt damon on mars the martian i was just hearing of the movie gravity i never seen it but was hearing about it um what's that space jam (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah the list could go on and on so i think this is just the new adaptation i don't know if it's going to become the new norm We'll have to see how it goes. Every movie gets filmed in space. <laughs> well, think about it. I mean, you said it was SpaceX, right? That's yeah. Is that who's is that again? That's is that that's Jeff's Musk's. or Elon's? Okay, that's Musk. Um, uh, yeah, one Jeff's of the... is like blue something. I don't even know or care. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I was just gonna ask some specific details because you heard about that one and that. I mean, I don't have a spaceship, so it's not like I can go like uh, right. face off against them. But I was hearing that they're 
or some planes that could go higher than that spaceship actually went. I'm sure the spaceship Probably, had yeah. the capabilities of going higher, but when he said, oh, I'm doing this thing, I'm going to space, I don't think he went that far into it or even well, far at all. I mean, there's also a lot of risk when it comes to shooting a rocket into space. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, ever since the the Challenger, it's it's been it's been a lot of um, nerves about it. And when you send that many rich people, I'm not even going to say important. I'm going to say rich people up towards a place where, um, like, something could go wrong and death could happen. They don't want to take any risks, so I think that's why they don't want to do that. But once, uh. Once someone like Tom Cruise is like, you know what? Yeah, send me up there. <laughs> They'll it, do it. It just it depends on who it is. Because, I mean, I haven't followed up on it, but I remember hearing, oh, Pete Davidson's going to go to space, and Michael Strahan's going to go to space. So an actor, a comedian, and then um, an athlete, and now an analyst, um, both within our yeah. realm. The um, new thing is, like, who, who's been <laughs> to space? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's kind of where we're at in society and just with technology and innovation. Um, but then you ask people, like, even if you had the opportunity to, m- money's not an object to, you know, this, that, and the other, um, would you do it? And people are no. And some people are yeah, yes, no, but they're... I'm leaning towards no. I don't want to, I'm too scared of that. Yeah. I mean, eventually we might have to. Right. But right. Who knows? We'll see. I I'm not going to opt to do it unless like I need to. Yeah. <laughs> unless you'll be the only one left here. But. Right. <laughs> the only person left on Earth. Everyone else had be Wally down here. Then yeah, I was gonna say then they'll be making a movie about you. <laughs> There's no. What's the point of making a movie about someone going into space? They'll make a movie about me space. that everyone watches <laughs> on the space cruiser, light years away. They would live stream you. <laughs> <laughs> Your life. <laughs> make a biopic about that or (laughs) or as we transition from Uh media news into our devon's director's cut Uh we're writing another movie today yes we are and what are we writing it about so i lied to you and i lied to the audience at home or in their cars or wherever they may be i do apologize um i just wanted to quickly go over i found three different hotels that there's reports that they're haunted and that's why we're not really picking one in particular because i wouldn't be able to pick out which one and then i also the first hits were what i was seeing was the teams were scared to stay there and were making other arrangements so unless i did some deep digging i wasn't really seeing stories popping up right away but these hotels if you want to look up look them up and look into them further there's the Fister Hotel in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the Skirvin Hilton in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and the Vinoy Renaissance Resort and Golf Club in St. Petersburg, Florida. Mm-hmm. So then I also mentioned that there was an athlete born on October 31st, Halloween or Hallow's Eve. That is English soccer player Marcus Rashford. Unfortunately, we... Based on some other things we've been seeing in media, uh, decided to go a different direction. Yeah. For Halloween and spooky <laughs> season, um, so we're gonna write we're gonna write a comedy. <laughs> uh, Instead of doing like a biopic, I think we should like expand this to be like, what is 
something happening in the sports world or something that has happened or a person, just something encompassing that that we could write a movie about. And it could be a biopic. That is a, a genre move, movie. But I think if we expand this, we can be a little more creative and have a little more fun with it. Yeah. So this time we're going to try this new route and we're going to write a comedy movie yeah. <laughs> based on some, some current event news. Yeah. It's lighthearted. Um, this player is a player that there's already so many biopics about him to where ours wouldn't stand out. So we need to do some sort of different angle in order to make ours stick out because we, we want to get the best box office. Oh, yeah. That we we want to top the box office for weeks. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to be talking about Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. As many have before. Um, but we're going to be talking about something that maybe you've seen in recent news. It's actually stemming from an old interview. So we're going to, ours is going to be more based in the past, but it's going to be about his wife, uh, Giselle Bunchen, um, being a quote unquote witch. And this is not just other reporters it's or people not just trying us to name calling. We're not, yeah. yeah we're it's not like... just us trying to slam her. I'm actually going to read an interview that I listened to and obviously I'm going to be reading it to you guys. Uh, so it's in writing as well. Um, and that's what Tom Brady says himself. <laughs> and that's well, what he said, she said, uh, he said, she said, uh, yeah. <laughs> about her, uh, about herself. So and, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fine. Like we're not, we're not here trying to bash people or take sides or anything. We're just, you know, Trying to capitalize on the moment with this movie idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we had a, a theme to cover, and we think that we're going to be covering it well in this one. Um, <laughs> so let me pull up this interview. Um, yeah, and I, I think you and I were talking about this in this month in particular. Um, so yeah, Tom Brady, everybody knows, uh, the leading champion for winning Super Bowls in the NFL as a player. Um he was being asked in an interview if he has any superstitions, and that kind of led to a, a longer response than I think <laughs> this interviewer was looking for. So, I, again, I'm going to read his whole long-winded answer. So, here goes. Uh, I did. I've learned a lot from my wife over the years. She's about the empower of intention, believing that things are really going to happen. And she always makes a little altar for me at the game because she just wills it so much. So she put together a little altar for me that I could bring with pictures of my kids. And I have these little special stones, healing stones, protection stones. And she has me wear a necklace and take these drops she makes. And I say all these mantras. I stopped questioning her a long time ago. I did. I just shut up and listened. At first, I was like, this was kind of crazy. And then about four years ago, we were playing the Seahawks, and she said, you better listen to me. This is your year, but this is all the things you're going to have to do to win. And I did all those things, and by God, you know, it worked. So then he provided more examples. Uh, and then in 2015, it's about early January, and she said, you know how much I love you. And I said, yeah. And she said, I just want to let you know, this is not going to be your year. And of course, we lost. I said, what does 16 look like? And she said, 16 is going to be a good year for you, he detailed. Um, 
So it was early January this year, and I said, babe, I'm asking, like, do we have a chance? And she said, yeah, but you're going to have to do a lot of work, and you're really going to have to listen to me. So, man, I listened to her, and right after the game, she said, see, I did a lot of work. You do your work, I do mine. So then she said, you're lucky you married a witch. I'm just a good witch. So... <laughs> That's pretty much the conclusion of the interview. <laughs> so again, there's uh, the interviewer laughing. There's a crowd. Uh, kind of a weird thing. It looks like he's like getting a haircut or something while this is all taking place. Kind of maybe like a barbershop like vibe style or something. Of like interview where they cut your hair. While <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it looked like he's being shampooed or something. But I don't know. You're at the barbershop and you're talking to your barber. or uh, If you go see a hairdresser or something. Uh, talking to them but uh yeah just kind of was asked about superstition and had this long-witted answer that i'm sure some people weren't expecting they were laughing but kind of like a surprise laugh and he was laughing at some times too like i said he was keeping it light but i don't think this is what people were expecting i think people were expecting him to say you know on on game day i put my left sock on first instead of my right sock (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, some, something goofier. I always wear uh, the same bracelet. Or some players are like, I always wear this same undershirt. I've had this shirt since I was in high school, and it's, you know, so ripped up, and I've had to cut it to make it fit, but I still wear the same one every time. Um, <laughs> that would be like a, a superstition. Like, yeah, that superstition is, stuff. Yeah. yeah, that you're used to hearing. But this, yeah, this is way was different. <laughs> different from what people were expecting. Where, so what to, what team does he play for again? So now he's on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But we're gonna okay. be covering him when he was on the New England Patriots. So okay, gotcha. First, gotcha. let's start by casting. Um, yeah. So the, first, uh, we need Tom Brady and we need Giselle. Yes. Um, so I think uh, if you would like some descriptions. I know I was like giving you some brief beforehand. Yeah, I kind of I kind of know who we're working with, but yeah. go ahead. Yeah, so um, because I'll do this just uniform with everybody. Tom Brady, he is a forty-five-year-old white quarterback who is six foot four. Okay, so all right, so we we definitely want to go with someone that's close in height, but I think yeah. since we're going the comedy route, we need someone who can play comedy pretty well. Um, all right, so let's let's say. Let's go with Ryan Reynolds, just because I think that uh, he he has a good tone for humor and comedy, and he, he's able to like slide in those one-liners and also be nonchalant about it. <laughs> so I think that with sports players, since like, I no offense towards most athletes, but there is like a drier sense of humor. Like they 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 don't read as well. I mean, you could tell just by like any sports player who doesn't add ever. Like, <laughs> they, they just don't read their lines very well. So I think that Ryan Reynolds could get that that tone across because he's able to just be nonchalant with his delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's say Ryan Reynolds as Tom Brady in yeah. this movie. I like that uh, because he was very nonchalant in this interview, like I said, mm-hmm. giving an answer that not many people expected. And then in his career, obviously, he's gotten up for the big games. He's won many Super Bowls. Um, we're going to cover two specifically, uh, one that was lost and one that was won, uh, two that he was specifically talking about. But, yeah, it's kind of like you've been there and done that as a leader. Um, now, if you're in your first Super Bowl trying to get your first win, 
you're going to lead the team differently and get yourself up for that moment different than when you're playing your third, fourth, fifth. You know, you, you've been there before. It's kind of the same old song and dance to you. So I kind of like that nonchalant type of approach to it. I mean, he can still obviously get himself up and get his uh, teammates up um, to that level and rise to the occasion. But it's just kind of like that calm, collected, um, not being down, you know, not letting being down by seven points in a Super Bowl really get you, your hairs on fire and you're freaking out. You're, you're, you're still, you know, you're in this, you've done this before. So that's kind of now the style that you've had as a veteran in the league. And then his wife that we've been discussing, mm-hmm. uh, she is 42 year old German Brazilian fashion model who is five foot 11. Okay, uh, this one requires a little bit more research. Uh, let's see. So she's in her forties. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so um, you basically, can... any middle-aged actress. Yeah. Since this there. is the past, some of the stuff we were talking about is five years ago now. How tall is she um, again? Five foot eleven. Okay. Um, All right. This one's pretty close. Um, okay. Let's see. I think for for Giselle, just based on what what I'm hearing. And the superstition and stuff. I think it would be a good move to have Gwyneth Paltrow play her. Okay. Because Gwyneth Paltrow also has a lot of these um, these superstitions and like uh, um, healing crystals and like witchy kind of stuff. She runs a company called Goop. Goop. I believe. Okay. Yeah, Goop. <laughs> and Goop is like a, a wellness and lifestyle brand. Um, but you gotta, you gotta look at some of the stuff into this, uh, after, after we record shit, sure. but like people kind of say that she's, she's kind of kooky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that, that Giselle is, I'm, I'm not saying that she definitely is either, but like both of them have people saying these things about yeah. like, mm-hmm. okay, uh, she's into, you know, crystals and this and that and all that. Um, which I mean is fine. Like it's okay for people to be into that. But I think that for the, the comedy of the movie, I think the casting is, is very important in that aspect. So Gwyneth Paltrow playing Giselle could be a good move. Could be. Yeah, I agree. I think that is something that would, like you said, as long as they're up for it, kind of attract people that are, whether, whether their opinion lies one way or another, they're at least interested in the topic. So they know that that actress is kind of in this realm, and then that's what this movie is going to be about. It's going to be in that realm. So if you've heard about it from one of these two stories or both of these stories, kind of drives you into the box office to go and watch this or stream this. So, yeah, I like that move. Don't know too much about age and height. Like you said, that that's kind of iffy, but... I don't know. They got about it, a five inch difference the in their height. height. Yeah, it's the not height is be pretty too, close. Yeah. It's not the worst yeah. in the world. My main concern is like um, the difference between. Uh, well, let me let me look this up real quick before I, mean, I say anything wrong. No one's gonna be busting Where's, out a ruler. So, well, <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. So uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is is a, an American actress, whereas um, Giselle is is from Brazil. So I think that would be the the main concern there is whether there's like um, ethnic responsibility in the casting. Yeah. Um, 
so I'd have to do more research on that. But right now we'll we'll stick we'll stick to Gwyneth Paltrow and we'll just see see where that goes. We got a big budget. So it's more so can... personality type. <laughs> yeah, we can yeah. address this in the future. <laughs> um, so yeah, this time frame is the actually the game before the Super Bowl. It is the uh, NFC Championship or sorry AFC Championship. Okay. Um, so this. The winner of this game would be the team that goes into the Super Bowl. So, still a very big game. Yeah, for um, sure. So, what we're going to be doing, uh, since we haven't covered it yet, let's do the head coach for the Patriots. This okay. is going to be a person that we're going to keep seeing. So, not as often as Tom Brady and uh, Giselle, but we're going to be seeing still this coach in, in, bo- in both of the games. Yeah. Gotcha, and gotcha, some dialogue okay. between these two. So yeah, Bill Belichick, he is a 70 year old white head coach who is five foot 11. Okay. Looking at his pictures right now, <laughs> he seems like a hardened man. He looks like he always has an angry look on his face. Yeah. He's very stiff, oh, stiff man. with the media. Very, and closed right now. We've kind of seen him open up once. He did this top 100 players. He did analysis on it because he's one of the most, like, his you know, dives into history and analyzes the game from the very beginning. He He's the biggest in that amongst other greats and other historians. But, I mean, you're talking about firing up film that's in black and white. And watching some of those games, and he knows the players, and he knows the plays. Yeah, he's seventy. He, yeah. He, <laughs> oh my gosh. He he knows everything. He lo- loves the game in and out. He's he studies it, lives and breathes it. So, in terms of the media, he doesn't want to let too much on. But I personally think that when he retires from coaching and potentially does some analysis or. Something else um, that we're going to really see who he is and his true colors. But I think as of right now, he still kind of uses that intimidation, tough guy stuff to okay. lead his team and lead himself. Got, does he have like a, a deeper voice? Like, could you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. How does he sound when he talks? Does he have that gravelly like coach voice? Yeah. Let's just say they ask him a question. He's just going to be like, well, we're going to do our best. We're going to do our best. We're going to try to win. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> something He's something very, just straightforward like that yeah straightforward okay <laughs> i have a couple ideas i'm just kind of like digging a little bit more just to see if there's anyone else i could possibly throw in there uh but based on looks alone and would you say that he's a dramatic person <clears throat> at times um i think the players would have more knowledge on that than myself but like i said they kind of keep everything within their organization he and then other professionals as well kind of coaches his players up on what to say to the media when they're a part of the team they say it's the patriots way that they practice a certain way they play a certain way they address the media a certain way um so it's still kind of i mean we're learning more and more as media coverage kind of swarms people and um tries to break more stories but i'd say it's still kind of a mystery so how he really is in the locker room is still like to people's interpretation okay okay this is a tough one yeah like it's it is a comedy though so 
we can kind of do our own comedy, perception. So we, could, we could do. We could. We could. We're a little flexible, so I'm yeah. gonna give you three options here. Okay. I'm gonna say we can go if we want to go like the dramatic route. Someone yeah. who could play dramatic characters. William Shatner is probably a good option. Okay. Because he's very dramatic, and I think that he can get in like a lot of that <laughs> more stern like talk. So it could be difficult because he's always more dramatic, like hero character. Whereas now, like he's gonna have to be a more stern, like angry guy. Yeah. Um. Then I would also offer, um, God, his name just escaped my head. Um, uh, Jack Nicholson. Okay. Jack Nicholson. We know that he could play that angry, yelling kind of guy, and (laughs) now he's a lot older, so I feel like it'll fit the bill. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, someone who has played like a lot of more serious roles, um, who who can like, not not necessarily serious roles, but. Who could play like that manager, like head coach, like this is what you're doing, blah blah blah. Uh, Paul Giamatti okay. would be another good one. Um, he, <laughs> I don't know if you remember him. He was the the uh, business guy in Big Fat Liar, the Frankie Muniz movie. Mm, kinda <laughs> the one kinda. that turned blue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe he can um, turn blue, but after also, this game since it's comedy and also in a yeah <laughs> they didn't win the game so he turns blue <laughs> in straight out of Compton um the the uh, NWA movie mm-hmm. uh, he played the manager in that as well so that's that's where I get kind of like the manager vibes that he could play like this this angrier kind of guy so of those three uh, which one do you think we should go with Jack Nicholson Paul Giamatti or um, uh, William Shatner. Because hmm. if we're going age-wise, Paul Giamatti's the youngest out of those three. Yeah. He's 55. Um, but, I mean, this guy, like, despite him being 70 years old, he looks like your average older white guy. So I think that <laughs> any of those three would work pretty well with uh, makeup and prosthetics. Yeah, they can do some things in that area to make it look more realistic and like him. Um yeah, I think we're already talking about it. Let's just go with that last option and Paul Giamatti. Yeah, and do some stuff. I think that'll help with up. the comedy aspect. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do Paul Giamatti then. So Paul Giamatti will throw him into the mix as uh, Bill Belichick. There we go. So we yeah. got Ryan Reynolds, Paul Giamatti, and Gwyneth Paltrow so far. <laughs> I say we're gonna start cut, studded cast already. Yeah. Um. So then here we're gonna be talking about. Uh, a quarterback and a head coach from the Denver Broncos. Um, I th- think we just keep it smaller. We've done that before in the past when we did back to school and we did college teams. Um, so first, let me touch on the player. And this is one that maybe he'll be able to play himself. I've seen, <laughs> uh, seen him on uh, Modern Family. I'm sure he's done some other shows. <laughs> yes, um, yes. I think a game show. Um, it's Peyton Manning. So Peyton Manning is a 46-year-old white quarterback who is six foot five. Yeah, I mean, I I know him from like various ads that he's done ads too. too. Yep. Uh, he's not the he's he was one of the examples that popped up in my head when I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't really know how to deliver their lines. Uh, he's not the best at acting but, but sometimes i think they do that on purpose exactly. i think that's the point of the subway commercials is that they say right. 
something and then uh chuck makes it comes in and makes fun of them a little bit exactly so So i I think just judging off of that and the fact that this is going to be a comedy movie i think it's definitely a good idea to have him just play himself he's he's got acting roles he knows what he's doing (laughs) and he's that big of a face that like you might as well just have him play himself I don't know anybody else that would be able to portray him. <laughs> yeah, I can't think um, of anything. He's got. He's very unique. Yeah, uh, funny guy. I, I, enough about that. Um, we have <laughs> to get into our next role. Um, it is Gary Kubiak, who was the head coach at the time for the Denver Broncos before retiring. So he is a 61-year-old white former head coach who is six feet tall. Okay, I'm looking at him. I'm looking at him. Uh, he seems pretty pretty basic looking. Yeah. Uh, not not in a mean way, but let's see. Uh, I feel like we've got a couple different routes we can go with this one as well. He still looks young despite being in his 60s. His hair's got all its color. Yeah, you said the um, same thing about Bill Belichick. I know these yeah. guys work so hard, but I think that they need to stay so mentally sharp that it it, it does something their for aging. them. Yeah, um, I mean they just they know the game so well and can break it down for others on that smaller level. Um, just very smart, insightful people. Okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) it is a comedy, so I feel like I, I, it gives me a little more flexibility on casting. Tom Um, Hanks. (laughs) No, not Tom. (laughs) Um, let's see. I mean, I'm basing this off of mostly, oh man, this is hard. Yeah. (laughs) I'm basing this off of mostly like the in-action pictures i'm seeing and um like the the upset face the stern smolder he's got on his face in some of these um just so you can see he's just got that smolder yeah yeah. and that smolder reminds me of uh tommy lee jones in men in black okay where he's good he's just got this constant like serious face Mm -hmm. however like looking through you can see like a lot of times where he's like smiling and stuff too, though, is the thing. Um, so I don't know. Tom, that's difficult because I feel like Tommy Lee Jones, like it's not very often you do see him smile in, in his roles. But I mean, he did. He was in that Batman movie where he played Two-Face and he was just like psychotic. It's so <laughs> weird to see him play that role. Um, so I'm leading towards Tommy Lee Jones. I don't know if this but would... to offer another option, mm-hmm. I feel like we could throw Adam Sandler into the mix as well. Okay. As a comedy sort of <laughs> side of things. So it's really up to, like, if this were a more dramatic movie, we would probably have Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. I mean, not, not to say he can't play comedy, too. Mm-hmm. But if we, if we really want to go for just how crazy this idea is, <laughs> Adam Sandler would add to the comedy aspect of it. So here's something that I think I I was going to mention that I actually think helps your case for Adam Sandler. So we discussed on this pod before, was in the movie The Longest Yard, 
yeah. a football movie playing in jail or prison. Um, he was a player, like the kind of the main in that movie. Um, Gary Kubiak was a player for the Denver Broncos and then was an offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at one point in time. He was an offensive coordinator and then was on a few other teams and some other roles and then obviously got to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos. So he's kind of this familiar face. He's been a player. He's been in other coaching roles and he was a uh, head coach eventually. So it's kind of one of those guys yeah. like, all right, this guy's so like he's a got lifelong, face, like yeah. he's a player, he's so a that's coach. basically he's, Adam Sandler with the comedy scene. Yeah, like um, he's he's been there and my, he's done it before, especially yeah. it for that team. He's kind of uh, been a revolving door, like my he's been only, in and out. But My only concern is uh, he's from Texas, so he's probably got a southern drawl to him, right? Yeah. Whereas Adam Sandler has a very specific voice, <laughs> and I don't know how well he is at changing his voice. Like most of the roles that I hear, I mean, he does change his voice in some ways, but most of the roles I hear him in, he's he's got like this New York sounding voice. Like he's just got that's a, what I thought. a really, and that's mostly basing off of uncut gems. But his accent is is a a strong hindrance. So we'd have to hire a pretty good dialect coach to make sure yeah. he's got that. But then again, I'm sure he could play a, a more southern role too. Like I, I don't think, I don't know. He's a pretty versatile actor. Has he never surprising. had to do that before? I feel like he might have. He might have. What and in some of those other goofy sports movies, like Waterboy or something. Yeah, like Waterboy or that. That's the first one I was thinking of. I don't know. Hasn't he had to do one where he's done like? Obviously, it's not the same, but he's done like silly voices, kind of almost like childish. Yeah, bedtime or like adolescent. Stories, yeah, whatever it's called. Um, uh, he could do it. I mean, yeah, I think he could do it. Let's let's throw him in just <laughs> to add more star power and more more to the comedy. We're already gonna have the coach um, for it was Gwyneth Paltrow, correct? Right? Gwyneth Paltrow um, is, is the the wife. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, said for a different accent. Or, right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Let's so. just do it. We're gonna lean into the comedy side of this. <laughs> We're not trying to make this a serious movie anyway, so it's better to choose the more comedic options. Yeah, kind of staying in our own lane. Like I said, well, there's been so many documentaries about Tom Brady at different points in time before. Most recent one being Man in the Arena. Um, but this one's gonna blow that one out of the water. So right. Right. We, we don't even need to go into detail about that one. So yeah, that was the game. They unfortunately lost. As Giselle was saying, this year is not going to be your year. That's what mm -hmm. ended up happening. So circle back and go into the future a little bit. So I guess not circling back. <laughs> <laughs> um, fast forward some. And then he's talking about a year where, is this going to be my year? And she says, yes, it is going to be. Um, I'm going to be working hard. I need you to work hard too. I'm going to be doing my thing. You need to do your thing. So now we fast forward some and... We are going to be talking about the Super Bowl, okay. the New England Patriots versus the Atlanta Falcons. And this is one that in sports was, I mean, it was just a triumphant comeback. It looked like the Falcons were going to be uh, definitely taking this one home. Uh, they had a huge lead. Let me get the exact same numbers, but... It's like anytime you you see this, it kind of people circle back and was like, oh, remember that Super Bowl, um, right. where the Falcons were winning by this much, but uh, Patriots didn't give up. Tom Brady didn't give up. So I'll first give you some casting, and then I'll kind of 
do some details about the game, and I'll look up the exact score. But okay. first we got the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons is Dan Quinn, who is a 52-year-old white defensive coordinator currently and was the head coach at the time, and he is five foot eleven. Okay, okay. All right. Got a bald man in the mix. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, let me see what I can find for him. Um, and then for you folks at home, it was 28-3. to three, He looks older than the other dudes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's mostly because of the, the goatee. But yeah, 28-3. to three, Falcons were up by that many points. And then it ended up being Patriots 34, Falcons 28 in overtime. So Falcons didn't score any more. That's a tribute to... The Patriots defense and Bill Belichick, so that'll probably be some scenes throughout the movie there. But also, to get from 3 points to 34 points in regulation and in overtime, definitely a triumphant comeback for Tom Brady and the offense. So, this is kind of one of those to where, yeah, maybe there was some witchcraft involved. Because it was just something uh, unlike anything else we've seen, especially in a Super Bowl. (laughs) I think... Leading into the comedy aspect then for uh, Mr. Quinn, (laughs) Dan Quinn, Um, (laughs) we would have to, we'd have to talk to to costuming and stuff about this, about (laughs) getting a bald cap and dyeing the beard and shaving it down or something. Uh, (laughs) But I think Keanu Reeves would be pretty funny of a choice. I think they... They're, they're similar in age, and uh, just looking at their facial expressions, they seem kind of similar. Okay. Yeah, if, if but, I think I know who that is, then right. yeah, yeah, I know what you're yeah. saying. Um, but let, let me keep looking, let me keep looking, because I don't know if that's my last choice. I don't know if that's my last choice. So yeah. Keep, keep going. What, what else do we have to know? Uh, do you want me to throw the last player we're going to be covering into the mix, or do you want me to kind of... Yeah, let's let's leave uh, Keanu Reeves as a placeholder there, and then tell me this this last. Sure, so we're going to have Matt Ryan, a.k.a. Matty Ice, but uh, not really. People don't really call him that. <laughs> but some do, some don't. But um, he is a 37-year-old white quarterback who is four, so also tall like how Tom Brady is. So. Okay, another tall guy. Oh, yeah, boy. That makes my job hard. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know who he looks like? Who's that? Hold on. Um, 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 um. Oh, he looks like Ed Helms. Ed Helms, okay. Yeah, he's in the office. Um, as as um Andy Bernard. Oh, we get Andy Bernard in this movie also. Uh... <laughs> the not the lorax but like not the character the lorax but in the movie the lorax the kid right the He's, kid he he voice acts in that movie right who does andy bernard whatever it is ed helms ed helms plays the kid in the lorax i, I think so no Cause, way because there's some singing in that movie and obviously he does some singing on the on the office for for better or for worse but i hold because he's I in the acapella group yeah he's in that <laughs> from cornell Yes. Um, oh, man. Was he actually in that? No way. I think so. Let me see. Let me see. I actually had to watch it for, he is. for school, believe it or not. He <laughs> for is. A class. He, he plays uh, the Onceler. 
the voice. Of oh, that. okay, that's what he. Okay, so that's that's. Yeah, the role so he is. Yeah. He is in it, doing some singing and stuff. Yeah, yeah, let's look at his height. Let's see if if that's close enough. Uh, so Ed Helms, how tall is this this guy again? Six foot four. Okay, well Ed Helms is six foot, so he's a little bit shorter. Okay. But I feel like looks wise, I feel like he'd be a good person to play Matt Ryan because they do have. Very similar face. Yeah, it's pretty striking. I think <laughs> as long as you picture. get somebody, I don't know, you said Keanu Reeves for uh, head coach of the team, right? Right, but we would have to put on like prosthetics and like a bald cap and like add gray to his beard. But I feel like I feel like it'd be a fun choice for that role. It would be just something worth noting. We've noted this before for uh, Tom Brady and Giselle that. These two as well, Dan Quinn and Matt Ryan, have about a five-inch difference in their height. You'll probably see them standing next to each other at some points like, what's going on? Why can't you score? Like, we were scoring okay. so good in the first half. So maybe if you could. So if we do go Ed Helms, who's only six foot, as long as we get somebody that's just a few inches shorter. Shorter? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh, the, the coach is, is shorter. Co- the coach is shorter uh, <laughs> than the quarterback. Well, I mean – we could make it work. I feel like it depending on the camera yeah, angles. Yeah, cinematography and camera <laughs> angles. Like we could we could make them look taller. I think that could be where a lot of the comedy comes from is okay. just like how obvious the angle is to make him look taller. Yeah. <laughs> and that could just be a little side joke in there. But that that'd be fun. Yeah. I think we'll stick with Keanu Reeves cuz I like him this and I's a star-studded cast. I think yeah. he he deserves it. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh so our cast so far, we've got Tom Brady, played by Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Giselle, played by um, Gwyneth Paltrow. Who else was on there? Um, so we have Bill Belichick, and then I think Bill Belichick, played by um, Paul Giamatti. Yes. And then we had Peyton Manning, starring Peyton as Manning himself. <laughs> Peyton Manning. Uh, we had Gary Kubiak, who you said was going Gary to Gary Kubiak be, is... Um, um, Did you say Adam Sandler, right? Yeah, we're going with Adam Sandler <laughs> for Gary Kubiak. <laughs> um, and then Dan Quinn. And we Dan were saying Quinn, Keanu played Reeves. by Keanu, Keanu Reeves. And, and finally, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, played by Ed Helms. I think <laughs> this is a pretty good cast. <laughs> yeah, that's actually that's what we need. It would be pretty funny. We're going to cover uh, the AFC Championship that she said ahead of time it was not going to be his year. And then the year later... Or, uh, yeah, fast forward some, and then the Super Bowl that was his year. Uh, so this is kind of the period that we're in. That was the period that was in the uh, interview that he was covering um, when he said that she had these stones at an altar and called his own wife a witch on uh, yeah. what looked like was TV <laughs> or some sort of other broadcasted uh, media. Yeah, and we have, we'd have a bunch of other, like... Um characters in there but yes the way i see this movie going is at the start of the film it's that interview and it's him recounting (laughs) the tale and then it transports us back in time to this this more of like a period piece kind of thing even though it's not too far back in time but like showing us the moment and like playing through that that point and all the way up to winning that super bowl uh to today and then flashes back to the interview and it ending and then like more about the like the current situation and news stories and yeah. stuff. I feel like I feel like we'd be 
doing the movie a disservice if we didn't like recognize today's state of affairs between them absolutely um, uh, we just don't know all the full details yet it's right. a little he said she said and uh media doing their spinoffs and stuff to get clicks so kind of want to wait till the full um i guess story is out but i guess we'll probably never know the we'll full actual story but yeah that's we'll just make our own <laughs> ending about what happened that's kind of the kind of doing our own thing anyway <laughs> and i think <laughs> sorry the that's... title of the movie this is important yeah so you know the song the witch queen of new orleans i don't think so no there's it's it's a song the witch queen of new orleans it's okay. by redbone um and then she's a witch queen of new orleans you know that one yeah i think i know this is we'll going. call it the witch queen of new england new england let's go yeah <laughs> and then boom new england patriots even though he's on the tampa tampa whatever. bay buccaneers but now yeah well still mm-hmm. it's it's mostly focused on that portion of his career so i think i think that's a good one the witch queen of new england boom that's our movie that's good yeah i <laughs> i say well this we'll probably slate this project to 2024 yeah, uh, similar to the space movie, we'll probably do same numbers in box office. Yeah, I think we'll beat movie. Tom Cruise in box <laughs> office, honestly. But like you said, this has kind of been something swirling around in media news and even on TikTok and Twitter. Uh, whether it's serious or not serious, people diving in or just making jokes. Um, basically, right now the joke is that, or the speculation is, is that with those two having disagreements and inevitably um, getting a divorce, it seems. Um, now he's not playing as well. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, definitely not a he's been good cursed. season for him so far. It's not looking like a strong campaign. Um, and they're saying that this is the reason as to why. So we'll find out more details, but we're at least <laughs> going to backtrack this far, and then we'll get to uh, – this Tampa Bay side of things when we know more yeah. <laughs> and do some more casting. And that's our movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> awesome. I actually really like that. I think that's a that would that would turn out to be a pretty pretty fun fun romp. I would say, yeah, it's just it's been done so many times of Tom Brady, Grace of All Time, won so many Super Bowls. So let's take Deflated a different spin. Footballs. Yeah. Deflate gate and <laughs> he's uh, been in the news so much that I think I think because of all the controversy surrounding him, a comedy movie fits the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's just hope. I, I know that with them having family and stuff may not be the best time to, like I said, be making jokes at their expense. <laughs> right. So that's why I kind of wanted to make this more about the past and something that he said and apparently she said about herself. So yeah. we're just trying to keep it as light as possible. Yeah, so it's lighthearted. It's not mm-hmm. trying to make fun of either of them. It's just a, a retrospective of the situation. So mm-hmm. please don't curse us too. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, exactly. Um, so with that being said, we've alluded to it. This is the last episode of the month, which right. means we will be circling back and we will be doing fantasy fantasy sports next week's episode but we'll be doing it with a new theme yeah yeah so it's time for a new theme our november theme that is going to be election day election day i know it sounds goofy midterms are coming up and while we don't like talk like we don't delve too much in politics and all that um it's it's still like a, a major theme of the month for the u.s 
which yes. is what most of the sports we cover are based in. So I think because of the cultural perspective of things, yeah, I think that that's a good route to go. And we'll just be – we're not going to be talking about politics. We're just going to be casting um, – not casting, but when drafting. we do our, our draft, we'll be drafting characters from movies and TV shows that are also politicians. Not actual politicians, uh-huh. but – from, from TV shows and such. Yeah, mayors or presidents or even things like uh, city council. Yeah. Uh, and TV government shows employees. and movies. Yep, government employees. Yep. So I know it sounds silly, it being election day, but it's covering a full month. But with ad campaigns and everything else going on, that day does play, take place in November. And it kind of does... It, Rule your two, month, it yeah. rules your TV. That's going to be all the ads that you're going to see is your local elections. All elections, um, yep. Every politician getting slammed. But we're not going to be talking about that unless it took place in a movie or TV show, <laughs> which it certainly has. It and has, we're going to talk about how they might slam each other on the court. We're going to be doing <laughs> basketball. Basketball, um, yes. So it's going to be a draft. It's going to be similar to a lineup but we're also going to put um some df dfs so some daily fantasy sports rules in there uh to still make it a, a fantasy sport so i'll cover all that but um that is what we can look forward to next week yeah join us for that and now we're going to end off this episode end off this month with our last two truths one lie we got to see who wins oh, suspenseful right. we're still tied up Two to one each side. Uh, so this this is making or breaking it. Or we could tie. It is possible. That's true. That would be... Uh, we would have to figure out some sort of tiebreaker. Yeah. But... We'll, we'll get to that if we get to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alrighty. So here we go. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? You got it. Okay. So two truths, one line. Um, so I wanted to go a different route. You've done pairings in the past, so I'm going to do a pairing this time. And uh, this is, which one of these is not a pair that shares the same birthday? Oh, jeez. So this one's, this one's a hard one. Yeah. I wanted to break it out for this one. Okay. Uh, so you have Elliot Page and Ice Cube, George W. Bush and Sylvester Stallone, mm-hmm. and Marilyn Monroe and Andy Griffith. Hmm. Man, it's just a doozy of a question. Um, but of the three, you said George W. Bush and who again? Um, uh, George W. Bush and Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. I almost said Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> two politicians. Um, yeah. um, those two sound like the most likely to share the same birthday. Not saying as to why. I wish I was more... Uh, well, I don't even know, like, all the people or know them that well. I wish I knew more about, like, um, the birthdays. What do you call that? Astrology? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, wish I, knew, I wish I knew more about them Which and their signs. Which one of these actors so I, is a Libra? <laughs> so I could dissect it thoroughly. But since I can't, what was that first pairing again? Uh, Elliot Page and Ice Cube. George W. Bush and Sylvester Stallone. Marilyn Monroe and Andy Griffith. I'm going to go with that first pairing, just just because. Elliot Page and Ice Cube? Yeah. That is the lie. Very Whoa, good. Oh, yeah. Very good. Yeah, Ice Cube and Elliot Page, there's no way they have the same gap. birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's totally not. <laughs> He's totally uh, now, a, 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 what, a Leo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 
and his rising moon and all that stuff. No, they definitely that... have more of a gap in years as well. So that oh, you were doing the too. same year as well? Yeah. I was thinking just the same day. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of going oh. both, but I mean, for the most part, the other two, it's the same year as well. I guess that's a question I could have asked, huh? <laughs> yeah, you could have. But you didn't. No, you I didn't. You still got it. So now you're uh, two to two? Two and two. two it to sure two. Okay, is. Okay, let's see if we tie this up or if uh, you take it home this month. Yeah, so I didn't do anything overly complex. Just going to throw okay. some names at you. <laughs> um, so we're talking about the Carolina Panthers and kind of them imploding and now exploding the team, if you will. Okay. Um, so I'll name some of the more well-known players or... Maybe you will, or maybe you won't know them uh, later. But right now, I just want to say these are all players. These are all quarterbacks on the Carolina Panthers. Which of these has not started in a game for the Carolina Panthers? Which of these okay. quarterbacks? <laughs> um, all right. So they're kind of, I'll get to it in afterwards. But I'm just going to throw some names out there. So P.J. Walker. Jacob Eason and Matt Coral. Which of these has not started in a game, regular season game for the uh, Carolina Panthers this season? Okay, list them one more time for me. We got PJ Walker, Jacob Eason, and Matt Coral. So they're all real people, nothing made up there. Yeah. It's just a matter of if they play it or if they've not. I'm going to go with the middle one. Jacob Eason? Yep. Jacob Eason went in last week. Dang it! PJ Walker <laughs> uh, sustained a neck injury. He is okay. He will be playing today as this gets released. Uh, he will be playing so I'm still uh, right. this past coming Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Matt Coral actually will not be uh, able to start in any regular season games this season. Unfortunately, he did suffer a injury in the preseason oh, okay. uh, people are probably wondering maybe you've heard the names uh baker mayfield or maybe you've heard of sam darnold so i've not baker mayfield <laughs> got hurt um that is why pj walker was in because the backup would have usually been sam darnold who's also hurt um that's just gonna be this guy's hurt this guy's hurt this guy's hurt that's how to where they've had um jacob Eason was the third quarterback to um, playing a game for them this season. So kind of you don't expect to be going through three quarterbacks, but some teams have been doing it already. Um, they do have five total on the roster, but okay. two of them are um, set aside. They're on injured reserve uh, for their injuries. So, yeah, just that's not going expected amongst other things. So just figured it was worth pointing out that, yeah, they've had multiple starting quarterbacks, and you might be like, who is this guy? And... <laughs> Um, yeah, I stumped you. I'm victorious. Okay, so Devin takes home the win, two to two versus three to one, or one and three. One and three. Sorry, I always mix them up. I know. Um, but all right, I guess you take home the gold this this month. It feels so good. But I'll get you next month. There is always next month. Yeah. (laughs) Luckily, there's been no ties so far. But we'll We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, we'll see if that happens, babe. Still got to figure out what we would do if there's a tiebreaker. Um, all right, so that wraps up this week and this month for us. We hope you enjoyed this uh, new, more flexible route of the director's cut. We also hope that uh, you are going to return next week for yes. our election day uh, theme for our draft 
of basketball. Yeah, for something that might be stressful for some people. Um, some people, um, there's a big deal to them, whether it goes one way or another, as it should be. But we kind of want to have you wind down at the end of the day and uh, just kind of laugh about something. You know? right. So it's a bright spot in your day for what might be a more serious day and month for everybody. So, yeah, yeah a little bright spot. <laughs> All right, and that wraps it up for us this month. Uh, we'll see you next time. Again, as always, you can find me on Twitter at WSkinnote or on my website, WSkinnote.com, for this podcast as well as my other Instagram. I'm on Twitter as well, DevonLang32 for NFL and fantasy football. Bam! Okay, we'll right, see you folks. next time. See ya. If It Has a Score is available on all your favorite podcasting providers. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Shoot Your Shot Sports, and more. Thank you again for tuning in. We will see you next week.